Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Probably This Calendar with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 388, where Drew and myself will be going through comics originally releasing on July the 19th, 2017. But before Drew and I get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday, Drew, guess what? The milestone has arrived. What's that? We've been begging, we've been pe- pleading, we've been scratching, we've been pawing, no. we've been wanting 50 iTunes review. We've been beg, borrowing, dealing, and asking. And guess what, Drew? We have 50. We got two more. Wow. Uh, the day the day has arrived. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I didn't to, think it would ever come. I know. No kidding. No kidding. We've I, I believe sold our soul for this occasion. So it, <laughs> you, it we, we, we sold yours. We well, sold yours. Well, my slightly <laughs> used. Uh, the first of our two newest reviews comes from Jabba the Great, who says, who gives us five stars, of course. Says, "Hi guys, thanks for the podcast, and look forward to listening every week." I do want to know if either of you are familiar with the Dark Tower comics by Stephen King and the movie coming out in August. If so, what do you think of it? Most of the podcasts I've listened to never talk about this series. I've enjoyed the books and the comics, just wondering if anybody else is talking about it. Thanks again for the podcast, Jabba the Great. First of all, um, that's an email, not a review, but we'll take it. We don't care. We're we're not going to be picky. Uh, we're not going to crap on a on a on a five star rating and review. We'll take that. Um, I've read uh, the Dark Tower, the Gunslinger, which was a Marvel mm-hmm. series, a, a volume. I think there's been multiple Dark Tower volumes, but I've only read part of that one. And I thought the art was really good, and I love the books, of course. And we saw a preview. For this during Spider Man, didn't we? The, oh yeah, we saw a really nice preview for it, and it looked pretty darn sweet. Yeah, uh, it, but it's been so long since I read the books. Um, you know, I was just like watching that preview, going, "Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's that's who that guy is. Oh yeah, I know who that guy is." And it was kind of kind of flooding back to me. But I haven't read enough of the comics to tell you if you know they're really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the art being pretty nice, but I don't remember the story capturing me enough to make me devour it. <coughs> yeah, preview looked awesome. Uh, just uh, a super badass Idris Elba, of course, looking great. And a super evil Matthew McConaughey. So, as uh, a wicked trailer, looked really, really cool. The first real big trailer I've seen. I don't think I saw it before. Uh, that pre Spider Man. That was yeah. pretty awesome. Um, I have not read anything, unfortunately, on the Dark Tower. I've heard nothing but good. Um, as far as the series is concerned, of course, the 2007 Marvel version of the Gunslinger Born Number One is the biggest, is the the hottest one. That's the 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 first one from 2007. You're seeing a little bit of movement of that online. A lot of people trying oh. to sell graded ones for around. Um, you know, you see people offer things up for 150. FC things up there for about 80 bucks. So that's the the biggest movement on that as far as really? secondary market and stuff. Um, not a ton. It doesn't look like a lot of people are necessarily clamoring for it. I think a lot of people are still considering the novelization kind of its first appearance and not a ton from the comic market of it. But we are seeing some people uh, throwing up those gunslinger-born number ones, but not a ton of movement on those at the moment. But I will have to uh, dig mine out. See what I yeah, got. look for it. It's the uh, gunslinger-born 2007 there's a cover A. I think there's about 12 different versions of the cover A, if I'm correct. 
Yeah, there's a, yeah. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six. I have seven different versions of cover A for uh, Gunslinger Born, including some reprints and uh, a couple little uh, Jai Lee covers and a couple incentive covers. So there's some things out there for it. But unfortunately, I have not read it to know it well enough to uh, to talk on it. All I can tell you is from the perspective of somebody who saw the preview in the theater, I said, I really want to see that. Yeah, uh, ditto. I want to see that as well. And um, yeah, we might, might have to revisit those comics for a a for spec value and b for see if I want to reread them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like there's a total of a bunch of different dark se- or dark tower series, all from Marvel. I'll bet you there's not quite two dozen different series ranging from like I said those 2007 ones to uh, up through 2016, the Lady of Shadows from the Dark Tower series. Um, most of them short runs, five, six issues, a uh, couple longer ones. The Gunslinger Born goes through seven issues. So most of them, um, mini series. Yeah, so. yeah, I think they're all mini series, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, excited for it, but uh, yeah, if you hadn't said anything, I'd have completely missed the comic market on it because. Um, doesn't look like anybody's going too crazy on it. But still, that's that's. Are those just um, offered for sale? Or are those completed sales in the eighties? Um, there is a few completed sales, but nothing didn't look like big money on completed sales. Hmm, okay. <clears throat> All right, and our fiftieth iTunes rating and review comes from Nicodemus underscore nineteen seventy five. So that's, that's this- a guy. That's a guy named Nick. Who was probably born around 1975. If you had to guess. Found this podcast a couple months back after doing a Google search on comic specking. Have to say this is one of the best out there. Sometimes you might not agree with their picks, or Drew's mostly. I added that part. He didn't really say that. But you can't deny (laughs) the sound reasoning and great conversation that goes along with it. I like how they break down each publisher from comics coming out this coming week. And with me being iTunes review number 50, we should be getting a previews pick for for comics coming out months in advance. Yay for me. Yay yeah. for you, Nicodemus, absolutely. I'm the bomb. Good stuff, guys. Keep it up. P.S. I'll Brett Drew has some nice shaven man legs. What? I'll bet Drew has some nice shaven man legs. What do you, what what is what does that mean, you think? I don't know yet. It's silky and smooth. I'm not <laughs> gonna say whether he's correct in that or not. I I I I have Normal hairy legs of a man, but <laughs> of a man. <laughs> what, does does that mean I'm not a? Is he saying I'm not a man? I'm not really a man. Are you saying <laughs> I I shave my legs or I I'm a swimmer that I would that I need to be aerodynamic? I'm dolphin smooth. What is he saying? I've more than likely made a comment on there that I can't remember pertaining to your femininity, but I can't remember it offhand. Oh, oh, because oh, because. I know because you grow a beard that is yep. the manliest of all beards that is looks true. like a mountain man, mm-hmm. and I sh- I shave. Then you must face. be just a little girl with your shaven legs. That might it might have been something like that. Or uh, number fiftieth review is a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> is that possible? Doesn't matter. 50. It doesn't matter. Uh, he's right. He's fifty. Uh, we owe some prizes. 
Yeah. Uh, we uh, we owe a fiftieth. Uh, we need to. We, we have to changed the do... landscape of comics for fun and profit from this point forth. Yeah. Now we have to actually do research, deep dive into deep dive. previews in enough time so that you guys can listen, glean the good stuff that I say, ignore what Kyle says, run to your local comic shop, and place your order, pre-order it to guarantee you have those back half gems or multiple copies of that hot big two comic that that's going to blow up. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more work for us. It is indeed, but we did. Who promise. decided to do this? Who's you agreed? threw it out there without even asking? Ah, really? It must have been on a moment of weakness when you were on one of your one of your sabbaticals. Yeah, and I was uh, hopped up on cough medicine and just trying to keep the the show going. And I might have just accidentally thrown that out there. Now, one got... of these lesser known drunken Drew guests. <laughs> <laughs> all right well okay Thank i don't think you. we're going to get to uh the july for august previews or no what is it the july for september previews that is um, yeah because that as you're listening to this on maybe saturday uh that cutoff would be monday for your orders monday or tuesday for your local comic shops um so that's a little too tight of a turnaround so we will do the next week and uh, or the next month, so we'll do August for October. Is that yep. right? And we mm-hmm. and there henceforth, unless it really sucks, <laughs> <laughs> then we'll quit. <laughs> I Depends believe a promise you... is a promise, and from this point <laughs> forward, uh, I will be reading a previews and uh, giving my thoughts and uh, what I what I do when I when what I go from what if it's really hard and and nobody likes it. Oh, You're they'll like do it. it. They'll like it, sir. I'm very entertaining. I'm not sure if you knew that or not. Well, I did listen to the solo cast that you did. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, there was the wild, wide pass of uh, of just dead silence. Yeah, yeah. You'll have that. The voice <laughs> is not as strong at, at times as it, it, it should be. <laughs> but besides that, the, flesh yeah. is, the, You're the super soul is willing, but the flesh is weak, my friend. Uh, well, this is super. We did. We we're excited. We got to fifty. Um, so look forward to that uh, previews cast. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, we, if you, we, we want to keep it going. So let's. Now we have to march onwards to uh, what's our next goal? Seventy five, a hundred, uh, something like that. But please go over to iTunes and uh, find us and give us a rating and review. We'd appreciate it. We want to keep going. Continue um, to legitimize us. Of course, I think I did also say that if we reach 50, I would shut up about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Quit yeah. Quit whining. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, hopefully that doesn't sound like a whine. I don't think I was whining about it. So um, I, I will have to let go of the of the iTunes. You'll have to be the iTunes pimp. There you on. go. But uh, real talk, uh, I appreciate you guys. That's awesome that we were able to make it to yeah, 50 awesome. reviews. That's great. And uh, you guys have been great. And uh, I love hearing feedback. And it's great that you guys, out of 50 reviews, I believe they're all five stars. So uh, thank you guys so much for your support. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, no doubt. No hate. Not real hate. Yeah. Funny hate. But not that's real, right. Exactly. Not mean hate. 
Um, we got some uh, feedback from our listeners as well. Uh, dear Kyle and Drew, a long overdue mahalo for uh, mentioning hey, there we go. the Scotty Young I Hate Image book on Free Comic Book Day. You guys mentioned way back on episode 377, I picked up a copy from Dragon's Lair. Mm. Uh, mahalo, of course, for those of you who don't know, is Hawaiian for go die in a fiery volcano, <laughs> I believe. Isn't that what that means? I, I believe that's loosely translated, yes. Loosely translated. Uh, also, um, a, big mic, a big mahalo uh, to Michael Lamb for giving me a heads up on the upcoming Walking Dead 171, which introduces a new character, Princess. I asked my gra- Dragon's Lair little comic shop to order two copies. There you and go. I'll probably pick up a couple more through DCBS. So uh, an extra mahalo from Jason in Hawaii. So An extra to go die in a fire. An extra go die in a fiery volcano. Um, so thank you, Jason. We appreciate that. And um, thanks for uh, thanking our listener who, who provided us with that tip as well. We were excited as well to know that there was a new character and uh, I had forgotten until you had just mentioned it. So. And anything that happens in Walking Dead is big news to me. I uh, yeah. like it. Yeah, walk, we, Walking Dead, we love Walking Dead comics a lot. Um, there are there are gateway drug back into comics <laughs> so, um, for both of us So back in 2011. So we're super excited about it and um, always, always, always support Walking Dead when we can. Mm-hmm. Uh Let's see some more. We uh, got something from uh, Robert Seifert. Hey. hey, hey! I just listened to the podcast this week, and I have not been allocated on my DCBS order or my comic exposure order. He had we were talking about the image blocks uh-huh. from whether he was going to get them or not. Um, I I thought he just had one coming, but it looks like he has two. Nice. Talked to quite a few people. On the CBSI, CBSI message boards. Comic book speculation is. and invest. Okay. And there are many that have been allocated at C- DCBS already, mm-hmm. which means my chances are getting pretty high. I guess that he's going to get it. So that's one of those uh, no news is good news type of No news is good news. I'm uh, not sure about comics exposure, as I have not heard anything from them. I've never had anything from from them before, so he doesn't know if he's going to get that. Turns out it's uh, a shell corporation, and uh, he's been ripped off. I will show you what's in the box if I get one. I should have them by August Don't do 2nd. it, Bob. Th- do not do it. Immediately put it on eBay. Forget that we ask. Sell, sell, sell. Put it up now. Don't even wait till it's in hand. But he doesn't know he's going to get it. Just sell it either way. Sell nothing? You're you're, it, you're, then, you're you're advocating fraud? No, no, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, kind of. Sell now. I will show you what's in the box if I get one. I should have them by August 2nd or 3rd because of how I have my DB, DCBS ship schedule. I will let you know if I get one from Comics Exposure before then, as I think that's supposed to ship on the 19th. I don't know. Yeah, so that's, um, that's cool. Uh, I, I say open it, take, an, a, take a picture, and send it to us. That would be sweet. Or video it. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool, too. Um, or audio it, and we'll put it in the, and we'll put a, it together in the, um, in the show. Um, 
Please tell Kyle to pronounce more foreign creators' names more often. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like Eli Roth's character in Inglorious Bastards when he is pretending to be an Italian cab- cameraman. <laughs> Glasshouses, Bobby. Glasshouses. Come on now. Uh, by the way, the Venom train has been very, very good to me. I just oh, yeah. sold 361 and a 300 for top prices. And still pushing other Venom books that can be found in the wild on the cheap. I can't believe there's too many of those left, Bob. But um, you probably he's good. He's good at digging through the bargain bins, folks. I was gonna he, say he's, he finds these things. He does find the deals. So um, congratulations. Um, oh, he was like an early adopter on Venom. Um, Bob and I used to be combing through the same things, and he would just pull out any Venom appearance. And this was way back, way back, and uh, uh, good call, good call, because uh, now he's reaping the benefits. Mm-hmm, paying off in spades. Yeah. But as far as the image blind box 25th anniversary, we are seeing eBay sales of $350, $399, $317, best offers on a $399 post, um, best offers on a $379 post. So well, it's not sell, quite doubling your money, though. Sell, right? Aren't sell, they two, two, 200, 250? Sell. I think his comics exposure one was 175, and his DCBS was 200. But if you're making 100 bucks in a poll for nothing, sell. That's true. That's true. Um, unless you can break it up into 25 or 28 individual comics and sell them individually and make a lot more. Sell, okay. No. I mean, sell on the, sell unopened or opened and and sell sealed. That's I mean my opinion is sell sealed now. Yeah. Before people start opening these and realizing there's nothing in it that anybody cares about. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I'm worried about too. Is short a short shelf life, which is and... why I'm saying like the moment you know you have one coming, it like fit, oh it's on the invoice. I've been charged for it. It's in the mail. I know I'm getting it. Put it on eBay and sell it immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we have heard from uh, our friends at Kawabunga as well, and they've got a couple of theirs coming. Um, and I think they're they're going to at least open one for the store. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, also. Send that out to them if they want to to do an opening um, and kind of share what's in there. We'd love to uh, share that with our listeners as they, as they uncover what's in the box. Since we were too cheap to order one, we'd have to live vicariously through others who actually got their, their blind box. And I'd like to hear what's in it. Story of my life. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like fun, though. Um, if you remember... Michael Lamb sent us a top five or six a few weeks ago of hot-selling comics. Hot books. Well, he sent us a top ten this time, and there's some interesting things on there. Do you remember what you what your picks were uh, last time for the top Oh, five? I remember, of course, we talked about Venom being the hot thing, Spider-Man 300 being the hot thing, uh, Black yep. Suit Spider-Man being the hot thing. Yep. All that crazy stuff. I think the New outlier mutants. was New Mutants. Yeah, yeah. So you got the top four right there. So that's New Mutants ninety eight. Uh, you got the Venom three sixty one was number one. Uh, three hundred was number two. New Mutants ninety eight. 
first appearance of Deadpool, of course, was number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Secret Wars 8 was four. Um, but five was a strange one. Ultimate Fallout number four, which was the first appearance of Miles Morales. Ah. And uh, I don't know why that's heating up. Is it because of the similarities of Homecoming to some Miles Morales tropes? Or Miles Morales is going to get his own appearance at some point? Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. I mean, in Homecoming, they confirm the existence of Miles Morales in the MCU. How? We talked to who I was telling you was Prowler. Yeah. And Prowler says, I'm going to help you because I've got a nephew running around in these parts. My Prowler's oh, his nephew, nephew is, Miles? is Miles Morales. So oh. by saying that, you have confirmed that in the in the universe, the, the, the movie universe, we have confirmed that Miles Morales exists at the very least. So I missed that Easter egg completely. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's very cool. All yeah. right. So then he's in the next one. We don't know where he comes in, what his part is, if he's anything, but we have confirmed that the the Marvel Cinematic Universe that we currently have in Spider-Man Homecoming, he does exist. Very, very cool. Um, yeah. And the guy who played Power was really cool. Donald Glover, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, really, really awesome. Uh, number six is The New Mutants uh, 87, which is first, the first cable. Ah, uh-huh. Uh, then number seven, Amazing Spider-Man 129, uh, First Punisher. Okay. Uh, Uncanny X-Men 266, First Gambit. Ah, Gambit. Yeah, we got an, sidetracked on our, our Gambit uh, fan film last time yeah. we talked about that. Yep. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 252, uh, First Black Spider-Man suit in a regular series. Ah. Uh, Infinity Gauntlet number one. Uh, is rounds out the top ten, and that's up five places. Man, the- I, man, I could have bought that so many times, and I've always balked on it, and not that it was worth it. I may be dumb. <laughs> it's quite possible. That is yep. quite possible. Just, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Um. Uh, Michael also tuned us in to, uh, and so did you. You were also early an adopter on this. The Superman. Or Supergirl, Supergirl twelve yeah. cover B, uh, that looks uh, by Stanley Lau. That's uh, it's going to be coming out in August. The final order cutoff is uh, noon on the seventeenth. That's Monday, so it's a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. But if you take a pretty, if you take a look at that cover, it is pretty. It's uh, art germ. Art germ. A hot, a hot variant. Yeah, and it, you know it's also going to be thirteen B is going to be uh, the same thing. So we haven't seen that one, um, but man, if it's anything even close to that twelve, that book is going to fly off the shelves. You are going to want it. Yeah, gotta nice. Have it. Gotta have it. Um, uh, he t- also turned us on to the Walking Dead San Diego Comic Con covers. And uh, they look like uh, G.I. Joe. Ah. Really cool look to them. And I'm not going to be in San Diego Comic-Con. And uh, 
if some of you are and you'd like to hook a brother up, we would if, love to have these. If anybody in San Diego loves me, just yeah. FYI. Yeah, there's a um, Shiva is one of the covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's got a really it's got a really cool uh, uh, GI Joe look to them, and uh, they're, they're they're neat. Um, and I don't know how many they're limited to, but there can't be that many of them. Yeah. Uh. And he also threw out a large uh, promotion of all the Marvel Legacy variant covers uh, that will be available as lenticular versions. Um, we're getting deep. The, we're getting deep with. I don't. I don't know. I have yet to form an opinion on that. The question is, he's 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 a- asking is any spec value in all these legacy lenticular versions, um, or just you know just going to be flooding the market and not, no value there. And that's that. I think that's how I'm leaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm definitely not going to be all in. Uh, there is, of course at least one that I will be getting and that is the Moon Knight the Moon Knight yeah no doubt the Moon Knight I will be getting lenticular and regular and am super excited about the legacy numbering which I have found out I know what the number is going to be ah uh, uh Mike well I got learned that from Michael as well he said it's going to be 188 which gives a give it gives it a 12 issue run to get to issue 200 and that's about what it usually does <laughs> before it gets canceled. <laughs> so uh, I think that that's going to be really sweet to get uh, Moon Knight 188 through 200. And then, you know, then I can die. Oh. Get canceled. Uh, but but that but that'll be fun. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, I'm actually kind of excited about the legacy numbering. I don't understand the math on most of the things that they've added up. Um we might have to get in a future episode we might have to get all the the numbers out and and take a look at them because there's some call, really fuzzy math on some call of some shenanigans those yeah. walking dead uh, san diego covers are friggin awesome yeah they are it's creating all out war isn't it so it's okay it's 115 through 1 yeah okay cool that's pretty rad though what is it what did you say it was I, I was looking at them, and it says All Out War, chapters 1 and 2, 3 and 4, 5 and 6, 7 and 8, 9 and 10, 11 Oh, they're not new comics. They're, they're not. They're, they're going back to 115, 116, 117, 118, 119, 120, 120 121, 22, 23, or whatnot. Okay. Okay, I didn't catch that. Still neat. but Still but cool. Absolutely. I, I, would, still I would rather have them, them than not have them. A true story. Yeah. And there's a super cool redneck uh, San Diego Comic Con mm. cover for issue four. Looks pretty sweet. There's tons of exclusives, um, but I, I, I'm not going to be out there for them. But uh, if you're in the in the in the market, take a look at those and uh, pick and choose wisely what you wait in line for. Um, maybe it'll be like the the metal button that we got at C two E two or the redneck one. That we got at C two E two, that was super hot. Quick flip, mm-hmm. triple your money. You didn't get out. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, quick fifty bucks. Those are always fun. Um, but yeah, so some really good information, 
and we'll uh, maybe we'll dig, dig a little deeper into the lenticulars and the legacy numbering uh, in the future when I have time to uh, put put some compilation together on yeah. on those numbering. Yeah, it looks like with that kind of thing, there's going to be a couple that I'm like, okay, I I I'm going to have that just for me. But as far as flip value, I I'm, I wouldn't touch these lenticulars with a ten foot pole. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think you're completely spot on there. Um, okay. So. Next up, we have our uh, friends at Cowabunga with uh, their responding with their Ask a Retailer segment on the eBay sales. And um, we had a question from Julie earlier where she talked about eBay and trust issues and what's up What's up with eBay. We had our thoughts. We've, we've had thoughts from listeners. And here's our retailer friends with their thoughts. Hey, guys. It's Eric from Cowabunga Comics. Uh, sorry it took us so long to get a response back to you about Julie's eBay question. Uh, a few technical difficulties and some scheduling problems on our side. But here it is. Here's our response to the question that she had sent about eBay, selling on eBay, some of the market trends she's seen and whatnot. So go ahead, take a listen in, and we'll uh, let you guys give your feedback. Yeah, I can. Um, the But I want to I wanna just jump into the paragraph that she uh, of the question that she asked, which was, uh, and this is, I thought this is a good example to sum it up. She said secret empire zero from April numbers show approximately 162,000 units ordered. Um, and that those numbers are from comics pro. If that's accurate, there are roughly 3000, uh, local comic shops. I think it's more than that. Um, that means on average, each store ordered 54 comics, also, let's assume that 20% of the inventory is still on shelves, which is probably, I would say, um, probably under. There's probably more than that sitting on shelves. So on average, each local comic shop sold 44,000 copies of Secret Empire Zero. Uh, she goes on to say, compare this to eBay. Between March 22nd and April 31st, only 30 copies of Secret War Zero Um Assuming she meant Secret Empire, um, I think that would make sense, were purchased on eBay. So she's saying that the totality of all comic sellers on eBay are fighting for fewer customers than an average local comic store. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I think eBay attracts a a completely different type of customer. If you're a local comic shop, you have people that generally like to come. We've talked about this quite a bit. Uh, in the past, but I think you have people that want to come in and get the comic store experience. And even if you have people that are maybe not the most social when they come in, they might just be the type that come in and listen to the conversations that are in there. They want to come in and look around and get the comic shop experience. I think if you're buying comics on eBay, it's a little bit different. I think that tends to be a lot of, um, the people that I know that buy comics on eBay are not the people that are buying weekly books. They're buying a book that they missed. They're buying a book that maybe they're they're putting a run together and they're missing an issue. So they're after that. They can't find it anywhere else. Uh, or it's usually after, like if you're buying an event book on eBay, let's say that you're buying Secret Empire on eBay. That's a great example. It's going to take, now Now that they've extended it, another issue. You're going to have to go until issue 0 through 11, or 0 through 10, 
and now this new Omega or whatever finale issue they've announced for it is, most people, if they're following an event, they don't want to wait that long. They don't want to wait 12 issues in to know what happened and try to avoid spoilers. Uh, I don't, so I don't really worry about it as a store. And I don't think that there are less, I think if you're an eBay seller, I don't think that there are less people that you're trying to sell to. I think it's just a different kind of person. I think if you're selling new product on eBay, you're going to do best with something like variant covers or things that are going to cater more towards a collector than a weekly reader. Um, I don't, so I don't, I guess if you look in general on, I would, I would bet that if you look at a book that's two years old, you're going to find far more copies sold on eBay than you will if you combine the sales of that book out of all the comic stores that you could aggregate data from. Because eBay is geared towards people that are hunting collectibles or filling in issues and runs. You know what I mean? Is this making sense to you? Yep. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so I don't I don't I just don't think that there are I wouldn't say that the the way that the question is phrased that there are less people that are being catered to on eBay than there are in a traditional comic shop. I think it's just a different kind of buyer. Right, right. Uh, and one thing we've talked about in the past is that when we're pricing things like back issues or high dollar variants, we tend to use eBay as much as it's reasonable for the pricing because eBay is a global marketplace um, and it hits a wider customer base. So I think you hit the nail on the head. A lot of the, the modern stuff, what you're going to see are things like variants uh, or if there's a book that for whatever reason caught retailers by surprise and was maybe a, a lower print run because the FOC numbers were down. Um, I think a good example of that would be issues two, three, and four of the vision, mm-hmm. right? Those, uh, those for a while commanded an extra dollar or two. It's, it's not blowing anything out of the water, but those were a bit higher because there was a lower print run, uh, because the vision hadn't yet built up its, its big fever pitch. Um, and, and then obviously the latest thing we've had with Batman 24, that one had a good size print run on it, but it sold through, uh, and people wanted more. So there's several things that can make prices go up, but uh, but but by and large, now, Batman 24 though that I don't think that was that's kind of an outlier, and this it's a good it's a good example to bring up. It's a a book that sold out that jumped in price the week that it came out, but it's it's definitely an outlier, and it falls more into the category of people trying to hunt down a collectible. Um, I think that the fact that the second and third printings of Batman 24 are not performing anywhere like the first printing was shows that that interest in Batman, I think that the best terminology for, um, for eBay sales of new product is sense of urgency. And if people are given that sense of urgency that they've got to have this book because there, there are not enough out there. It's a, you know, maybe a false sense of uh, supply. Um, they're going to go for it. And then the, the fear of missing out, creates a kind of a fever in people. And that's what is driving Batman 24 right now. But as we see the the following prints go for cover or even below cover, um, I don't think that there's, I think Batman 24 is a good example and a bad example. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, well, I think another thing to look at, uh, you know, are things, uh, things like that. When we're talking about modern books outside of the items like those outlier issues, so the Batman 24 or the variant covers, 
The other thing that may make sense depending on what the items are or is, is to put together a run, right? If it's a special event that has some sort of major outcome, or maybe it has good press release on it, um, you know, maybe there's, I don't know, nothing too current from the Marvel side that I can think of, but, you know, some past things like Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe from a few years back, you know, items like that, or even, uh, even that vision set, things where you can package the entire set. It's a finite series. It's done. Um, those types of things, especially if they're well received, tend to do well, uh, even though they may be more of a modern book. And I think that that's because there's multiple factors going for it. Obviously, Deadpool characterization and things like that. But when you're talking about piecing out one issue here or there with modern books, it just gets really difficult. Well, the, and the other thing, and this is the one of the few areas where I think we actually had this come up in the store earlier today, where I believe that Amazon is going to, as a distributor, stay behind uh, comic book stores because you, it's hard to justify paying three ninety nine an issue for a book that came out right. today. Generally, the comic sales on Amazon are through third-party sellers. They're not distributed by Amazon. You're not getting your prime shipping on an issue of Batman that came out this week. So those are through third-party sellers, and usually they don't sell very well because you're essentially paying twice the cover price or more if it's a two ninety nine book to get that book. So there's sense of urgency, but it it only goes so far. And I think for new books, people are certainly not willing to um I I guess pay twice the cover price to get a book. eBay factors into that a lot too. One of the big things with eBay that you see are if it's again if shipping's gonna be let's say that you can get it the stripped down to the cheapest first class shipping for a book, it's still going to be like $3. So if it's a book that came out that week, even if you sell it, if it's a $4 book and you sell it at cost, and let's say that you get 50% on it and your cost is $2. So now you're selling it bare minimum for $5 and that's you not making any money on the shipping or on the actual item that you're selling. It's still costing someone two dollars more than the cover price to get that book and they're still not going to get it the Wednesday that it comes out. Right. I I just think that the the comic market uh is is kind of insulated against that type of online distribution. We talked about this at length in a past episode with um I guess services like DCBS where you wait till the end of the month to get your books. Um I think that's a again the biggest issue is no sense of urgency or a sense of urgency with with books where with um, online sellers, it's a lot easier to sell older books than it is newer books. Right. Not to beat a dead horse. Right. Yeah. So I think that kind of covers the main crux of the question. Uh, the reason that we're seeing prices lower or less amount of sales in many cases is because that book isn't anything too special uh, or there's a glut of them on a shelf. And on top of that, there is another alternative marketplace that meets the demand day of, right? The store. So except for those outliers, quick sells, tiered variants, um, you know, image or other publishers outside of those we're not expecting, at least you and I, from an eBay perspective, we're not really expecting to make a big splash of sales with current books uh, on eBay. Now, another thing I, with regard to eBay sales that uh, I don't know if a lot, I, I don't hear people talk about this a lot, but talking about how many sellers there are on eBay, this is kind of a sales problem that comes up when you have a lot of 
distributors, it becomes a race to the bottom where you have stores that might put something on. If, if they have 20 subscribers and they order 30 copies of the book and they only sell two on Wednesday or that first week, that's a pretty good gauge that that, that they're probably going to, they might sell one or two more copies, but they're probably going to be sitting on eight copies of that book that are going to go on their shelf. So what are they going to want to do? They're going to want to have total sell through of the product. So they're going to put that, they've already made their money. They hit their profit margin with their subscribers alone. So they're going to take those books and they're going to put them on eBay. At this point, if they sell them at cost or even below cost, it doesn't really matter because you've already hit your profit margin and it's better to only make a dollar off of the book than to have it depreciate on your shelf and never sell. Now, if you extrapolate that over, as she pointed out in, in the question, 3,000 comic stores or, you know, obviously there's not going to be that many putting a single issue on. But let's say that you have 200 stores that are trying to get rid of their leftover stock and they're selling it for $2. And then the other guys, the next guy that puts it on eBay, puts it on for $190. And finally, a guy is selling it for a dollar. It's a race to the bottom uh, to kind of devaluate those books so that you're going to outsell the other guys. So you kind of create um, a, a much different price on eBay than you than the same store would sell that book for in their store. They don't want to devalue the book in the store. To, to them in the store, it's still a $3.99 book. If somebody were to come in and pick it up off the shelf, they're going to sell it for $3.99. Plus, if they're selling that book for $1.50 in the store the week after it came out and a subscriber hasn't picked it up and they come in and you're selling it on the shelf for $1.50, but it's in their bin for $3.99, they're going to say, what gives? So you kind of create two marketplaces. You have your eBay marketplace where you're, it's, you have a race to the bottom to move this extra product and you have your store marketplace and, and never the twain shall meet if you run a good store. So I think that that's a big part of that that race to the bottom pricing on eBay, and that's why you don't see that reflected in a store. That's just a, another little thing that um, keeps eBay prices low. But I I think that I don't know if that would necessarily if you're going to ever look at a uh, a price on eBay for a book that came out two weeks ago and go into a store and have that same store sell it to you in the store for that amount. And I think that's a Stores are going to keep that going because they can't devalue their product. Right, right. Uh, now, I guess without getting too far behind the curtain, let's take a, talk a little bit about the stuff we do on eBay, where in some cases we have customers that come to us and say, I would like X variant of a book. Say it's a 1 in 200, and we'd normally get 50 of that book. Now, it's 150 extra copies. And we're not going to plan to sell through those in the shop because mm -hmm. the buyers aren't there. Otherwise, we would have bought 200 copies of the book. So uh, now that we have 150 extras of this title, it uh, doesn't happen very often for us, but it does once in a while. And that's when we can kind of leverage eBay to help us a little bit, like what you said before. Um, let's just get that stock out. It's better to take a little loss off cover price than it is... Um, you know, to, to sell it at full. So what we'll end up doing is putting it in a lot on eBay. And again, it's not even a loss. All it is is a loss off of what your projected revenue of 100% sell-through would be, but you're not going to get that anyways. Right, right. The cover price, right. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not a loss in the sense that you're losing money on the deal because your subscriber has already paid for the overage on that tier, but you're not making the full dollar amount. Correct, correct. But yeah, that's that's 
Yeah, it's something we've done from time to time. And that's something where um, you can, and this is a, a, actually a great way to do it, where if you're going to have some an instance like that, let's say that we have 150 extra copies like you're saying, if you, pre, if you know that and you pre-sell them a month early, now eBay will pull pre-sale listings that have more than 30 days to ship. So if you're saying we'll ship this in two months, if they're... Um, algorithm or whatever person they have going through listing sees that they're going to flag and they're going to pull that listing, but you can still pre-sell books up to one month in advance. So if you know that you're going to have 150 extra copies of Venom six that will never, ever, ever sell out of your store, it's in your best interest to pre-sell, try to pre-sell those. But if you can pre if you have those paid for already and you can pre-sell them in blocks of 50 at a dollar 50 an issue a lot of times we've had other comic book stores buy those lots from us because they're cheaper than getting them through whatever their normal discount tier would be right and then the, the all they have to do is tell the tell their buyers or their customers subscribers that their books, the Venom is going to come in on Friday. It's not a practice that I would do, but that's one of the ways that we that we sell a lot of that bulk stuff is by putting it is doing a pre-sale on it, right? Um, and and that's I have no problem doing that. It just it means that we turn the product over immediately when we get it. But it, it's it is another instance where you know technically, if you want to argue it, we're undervaluing our our or devaluing our own product. But at the same time, uh, you know, I don't think we have any customer that would want to come in and buy 50 copies of Venom at $1.50. You know, so that's sort of the the catch is that we'll be happy to sell you 50 copies, but or we'll sell it to you for $1.50, but you have to buy a lot of 50 of them. Right. Like you said, the $1.50 is not being offered in the store. That's eBay only in its own entity mm-hmm. on the side and our shop on the other. Now, the other thing with eBay, though, is we don't take – we to the contrary of a lot of places that has to turn stuff over immediately, we do not put our best stuff on eBay. Our best stuff is all in the store. eBay to us is kind of like um, – it's the Indian approach where you use every part of the buffalo, and you have that stuff that kind of – I don't want to say junk, but you have that stuff that sits – if you do a proper rotation in your store, it sits for six months, six, sits for a year – and you know that it's never going to sell off of your shelves. You've taken it to shows. You try selling it on eBay. If it's a run of Squadron Supreme from a year and a half ago, you're probably not going to have anyone coming in paying three ninety nine for it. So in that instance, bundle it as a set of twelve issues or whatever it is, and try to get ten bucks for it. You know, because otherwise it's going to go in a dollar bin, and if it doesn't sell out of there, it's going to go in a two for a dollar bin, and then it's going to go to a four for a dollar bin. But it's another case of a race to the bottom on eBay eBay is kind of a, a dichotomy because you have the race to the bottom stuff, but then you also have the super hot stuff that's going to hit the, the top uh, high price on eBay because of that sense of urgency. So I don't tend to see a lot of middle ground on comic selling on eBay. You know, everything's sort of like if you're selling a trade on eBay, you're trying to undercut Amazon, which means if it's 15 on Amazon with free prime shipping, now you're trying to sell it for eleven dollars with three ninety nine shipping to under undercut them by a penny, you know. So 
you don't really get like a middle ground where you can just go on there and get a lot of fair prices. It's either like race to the bottom stuff or you're paying the whatever the hot new price for Batman 24 is. Right. And and I think there's something to be said about that. Like you just talked about that proper stock rotation. Um, we keep our best stuff in the store. And that's that's part of what we've talked about on previous episodes. You and I talk about it all the time. Our goal has always been to be the destination. And you're not going to be a destination if your best stuff is sitting in the back room with the lights out. True. Very true. So uh, with that, do you have anything else you want to add to the answer to the original question? Um, yeah, a little bit. I just want to go over. I want to make sure if Julie from VIP Comics is listening that we, uh, that we do hit all of her points. Um, now, she, when she says that uh, we went over the kind of analyzing the demand and how many people are buying a certain item versus how many diamond accounts there are and whatnot. The, the other thing to remember is that just because there are more than 3000 comic stores that sold a certain amount of issues and then a certain amount of those issues sold on eBay, it doesn't mean that, that those are stores selling them. Those could very easily be customers that bought the book and read it and now are selling it. And maybe that's the way that they pay for their comics is they read it and then they try to sell it and get a little bit of money back versus bagging and boarding them and throwing them in a box. Everybody does something a little bit different. There are people that are just comic readers and not collectors. They do exist and they do not always just buy trades. So maybe that's one reason why you get a lot of those books that show up a day, two days, a week after the books go on sale because somebody read them and now they want to sell them. Um, I think that to address her her kind of last point where she says, this is why prices are too low and things don't sell most of the time, which is because the totality of comic sellers on eBay are fighting for fewer customers than a local comic shop. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think it's that the, the sellers on eBay are in a race to put the lowest price up for that, for that type of product. Also, you got to remember that there aren't people that you might be selling the, a book for the, the cheapest price on eBay, but it doesn't mean somebody's looking for that book. If I'm selling issue 50 of trans metropolitan and I'm selling it for two forty four with two ninety nine shipping, I might not have anyone that goes on eBay to look for trans metropolitan 54 for three months but that doesn't mean that when somebody does look, they'll buy it. You know, maybe they'll find one from somebody who's geographically closer and they'll get it a day sooner. Or someone who's got, um, I don't know, more feedback or who knows what. You know, it's trying to decipher eBay buyers is, um, I think that's something that will never, ever, you can... You can run all sorts of tests and analyze it. I don't think you'll ever figure it out completely. Um, the only other thing that I would say with with eBay is selling, like we said before, selling things as a set is almost always going to be better than selling an individual issue because people, even if you say that I will combine shipping on something, People still see that, um, you know, 99 cent issue plus 399 shipping, and they don't even care if you're going to combine shipping because they don't want to deal with it. 
So if you try to sell some... Or you run the risk, too, if you've got a 12-issue run of the Vision. And you put each issue up for 99 cents, but Freddy only needs issue 4, so he buys number 4 for 99 cents. The next person coming along wants to buy the run can get 1, 2, 3, and then 5 through 12. And they're not going to buy any of it because they can't get that one issue. They're just going to find the whole thing somewhere else. For sure. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's and that's why selling... If you sell something as a set, you might be making... You're making less than if you would sell them individually, but you're making someone buy all of them if it sells. And so at the end of the day, I would say total sell-through, whether you're just a hobbyist trying to make a little extra money uh, versus a store, total sell-through is always... All right, so that is the beginning part of the response. Uh, we deviated from here and started talking about more eBay tips and tricks, things that we do with listings, things that we've seen as surprises or frustrations. So uh, if you found this interesting and you want to hear more about how we utilize eBay, uh, by all means, jump over to the CalCast and check out episode 27, and you will hear this and much, much more. Also, Drew and Kyle... I think there was a question about some Facebook groups and selling on Facebook uh, and some concerns about that versus just using eBay. So for both myself personally and for the store, we have used uh, Facebook groups as ways to sell items. And the best thing that I can say is uh, for us, it's always gone well. We've never had an issue. Uh, And anytime we do it, we always do it using PayPal as the transaction medium. Uh, Most groups require people to use PayPal because it does add both buyer and seller protection. And that's basically the way that eBay gets their protection is via PayPal because they own PayPal. So if you're interested in doing it, there are plenty of comic book selling groups out there. There's Comics Make the World Go Round, which is run by a guy named Louie. And that is probably one of the most reputable groups that I've ever come across. It's spun out of a different group, and uh, it's it's usually got a mix of great things and some, some bulk stuff, and it just kind of fluctuates based on what's going on. But definitely the most reputable people that I know are on that one. Other groups that, we've, that I've used are Comics for Sale, uh, and then there's one more group that I am a part of that I don't really do much on, but I watch, and it's called Bork's Comic Books. Um, there's, there's a ton of them out there. You can go find probably a hundred of them if you looked. Uh, and I don't think by and large that any of them are out there to scam anyone, but definitely the biggest thing to do is if you're going to use it, just use, uh, a person that is, appears to be a reputable seller. You know, if they've got a lot of postings and a lot of sold postings, most pages also have feedback, uh, posts at the top that allow you to see, you know, people saying, you know, so-and-so sent my package, you got here early, everything was great. You can do that kind of stuff. Uh, so if you see something you want on Facebook, I wouldn't necessarily shy away from it. If you're comfortable using PayPal, um, it honestly, to me, Facebook groups are almost more secure than using Craigslist uh, because, again, you know, Facebook backed by PayPal is usually the best way to go. So I've had experience with it. Um, the store, we've sold some sets on Facebook and never had an issue. So, yeah, if uh, if anyone is interested in doing it, it's not the worst. I definitely know why eBay is preferred. It's a much more comfortable reselling platform because it has a history behind it, a pedigree and requirements as the seller and buyer. So, uh, but yeah, don't be don't be afraid if you want to at least check it out. So, hopefully that helps and uh, Drew and Kyle, 
Thanks for uh, playing our audio, and we will talk to you guys later. Well, there you have it. Uh, there's a, a perspective from our retailer friends at Cowabunga Comics, and a nice plug for their show. So feel free to go over there and uh, and check out the rest of that uh, show. I'm going to. It sounds really really interesting with a lot of good information. So um, check that out. And uh, we thank them for giving us uh, their time and uh, sending in that clip for us. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we did get a a top ten as well um, for the month. Yeah, so let's head on over to Comic Cron on their front homepage. We can see June's top ten preview numbers, and of course, June these uh, our numbers are going to be down for the month because we are going to be comparing uh, 2017 with 2016's first month of Rebirth books. Oh, oh, that's so that's a tragedy. Yeah, so just know that uh, if you're just like, oh my god, the industry is dead and we're losing all our money, we're comparing ourselves to the introduction of Rebirth last year. And the pretty much the greatest month of all time. Yeah, yeah. Right? Wasn't it? Yeah. Like, one of the best ever. Yeah, last June was the biggest month in comics in 20 plus years, thanks to Rebirth and Civil War too. Yeah. Uh, let's see, we've got um, Marvel taking the top spot again in dollars and units, no matter how much... We whine around about their shenanigans and pricing conventions and um, flooding the market. Uh, doesn't matter. They... Our 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 ethics and trueness to the grounding of the comics industry mean nothing to these Marvel people in their one in twenty five variants. <laughs> yeah, it's the variant. Yeah, it's the variant chase and. Uh, I, I don't blame them. There's some really sweet looking yeah, variants, yeah. but it's propping up an industry and. Um, that is not as healthy as it looks. No doubt. In some places. Uh, but Marvel took a 38.5% dollar share, a 42.8% unit share. DC at 30.6 in dollars and 31.7 in units. Um, Image took 8.86 in dollars and 9% in units. A little down from last week last month i believe for them uh idw holding steady around four percent and three percent dark horse at three and two boom nearly two and one and a half dynamite at nearly two and two percent in units um then we have titan at one visit one oni below one and everybody else takes up about 7.8% of the rest of the dollars and 5% of the units sold in the top I believe is this is the top 300 of the total I think that's the total market share yeah, yeah I believe so um, so taking over the top spot for the month is Peter Parker the Spectacular Spider-Man I'll give it to that one. It's a Chip five dollar Darski, and I ain't even mad. It's Zadarski. It's a more pure Spider Man. Um, it's well done, and I'm in. Uh, you know, it's 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 good. Did you like it? Yeah, I did. I really did. I did too. I liked it too. Um, so uh, I like the lighthearted, uh, bumbling Spider Man. Yep, makes it feel a little better than the uh, the Tony Stark of uh, billionaire. Yeah, Peter Parker. Exactly. I think it's the same guy, but it's not written the same. So yeah, exactly. I like him it. Doesn't, it doesn't feel the same. Yeah. Uh, then we have at uh, coming at number two, Dark Days: The Forge. Also really good. 
I would have guessed that was going to be number one over over Peter Parker, but uh, surprising. But uh, it still did well. Mm -hmm. Then we have Star Wars Darth Vader number one relaunch. Also a good book. Also five bucks. (laughs) Yeah. Also, (laughs) we have a three dollar book in Batman twenty four. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Batman 24 uh, is uh, the proposal? Is that right, or is that 25? Man, I know the answer to that, but I can't think of it. Yeah, I think 24 is the proposal. Yeah. Um, so uh, 24 is uh, 299 it, it comes in at rank 4. Then we have Dark Knight 3, The Master Race number 9. A $6 book coming in at rank 5. Jeez. So that finishes out that uh long winding road of nine issues uh, that probably took a year and a half because it was every other month so yeah, no doubt. there might have even been some extra delays in there so it might have been pushing two years to get this thing out mm. um, I was kind of thinking if I recall that it came out did it come out was it a year and a half ago I, I think it was I think it was at least a year and a half ago what was um, so the, then it, yeah, the master race when it started uh, then uh, Batman 25 comes in at rank 6. Uh, Edge of Venomverse, number 1, comes in at 7. Secret Empire 4, Secret Empire 5, I get 8 and 9. Then our old Steady Eddies, The Walking Dead, 168, rounds out the top 10. It's kind of that, that's their spot, no matter what everything, whatever, what kind of chaos and new number 1s and shiny variants are up above. Uh battling it out walking dead just steadily maintains that top 10 slot um that's seventy-five thousand range yeah 75 to 80 somewhere in there um fluctuating a little bit so that's neat to see it looks dark like Knight secret 3. empire is dropping yeah it's dropping. What? dark Knight three the master race january 2016 okay okay yeah solid year and a half then mm-hmm. um Looks like Secret Empire four and five are dropping uh, slowly but surely out of the top ten, and uh, will be uh, plummeting by the time it finishes. It, it's now nine or ten issue run. Mm-hmm. Can't remember what it's up to, um, but it seems to be losing some momentum. Or just everything above it is just crazy numbers. Well, um, okay. I mean, we can we can suss from these numbers that our Walking Dead's around seventy five thousand. Um, based on our trends, uh, Batman was at 96 before, so we're probably looking around 95,000 around there for Batman type things. Um, so I'm, I'm in the middle of trying to find Dark Knight Master Race's last print run, but I can't find it because my internet's doing stupid, stupid, stupid things. Um, so yeah, I've got the top three over 100,000, the rest under. I mean, I, it might, I'd like to think. That the but the goodwill from the button crossover is going to have a nice bounce for Batman, but you're probably right. They're still under a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm just going to go with the top two over a hundred thousand and not give Star Wars Darth Vader a hundred thousand. So gotcha. I'm just going to go with the top two. I, I, w- I would concur with that as well, and that would not not bother me in the least. Um, now, what's the number for Peter Parker? 175? I'm really kicking around what I think that is. I have no frigging clue. I think 175. I I think it's under 175. Over 150? 
Okay, Dark Knight the Master Race 8 was 107,000. Yeah. That was and that was a uh, a March book. So we're I'm so going to read you so then that logic would say that uh Batman 24 is over 100,000. Yeah, but I'm I'm going to say it it's really fallen off and I'm going to stick with my top 3 under uh, over, but I'm going to say that Batman 24 and 25 have gained ground. But it is possible that Batman twenty four and twenty five are over a hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. I based be... on that, based on that number of one hundred seven thousand mm-hmm. for Dark Knight, uh, not eight. That means nine could have fallen off two or three thousand and still and still stayed over a hundred a hundred k. And I, I don't believe I don't believe Batman twenty five is a three ninety nine book. I think it's a two ninety nine book. You think that's a mistake? I think so. It is weird that it would that it it would fluctuate like that. Yeah. Sorry, I've got like 65 tabs open. I apologize. I'm, I'm not doing too organized here. Um, yeah, that's that. <coughs> so we've got one, two, three, four, five. Five Marvel, four DC in an image. Uh, we've got two 299 books, maybe three if you count Batman 25, which we assume is also one. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, then we have one, two, three, three, three ninety nine books, three four ninety nine books, and a five ninety nine book in the top ten. All right, I'm stupid uh, and wrong. Uh, Batman twenty four is the proposal. Batman twenty five is a four dollar book because it is the beginning of jokes and riddles, and it is oversized. Yeah, that's right. Yep, we well, talked about uh, this, and it took me a week to forget it. <laughs> our brains are mush yeah no doubt uh-huh um yeah okay so the and then that's those are all good signs to saying mm-hmm. it is quite possible that the top six is over a hundred thousand yeah yeah and then it wouldn't it wouldn't take much arm twisting to get me to say edge of venom verse number one no, no, no. also Jeez. over a hundred thousand see i, I already I, I pre-ordered every single edge edge of venom verse all the way through i think it's six so I'm hoping that is a small, small print run, and there's something big in there, and there's not a ton of them. So I'm going with that being under 100,000, because I don't want it to be overprinted. <laughs> well, that's logical, yes. based on your whims yes. and yes. Yes. wishes. Yes. Sometimes wish and will <laughs> is all it counts. <laughs> nice. Anything else about the top ten in the comics you need to talk touch about? Yeah, well, of course, $5 books in the top three. Normally, we kick and scream and say, how dare they? But these are five good books, or three good books um, that I, you know, I ain't even mad. I ain't, ain't mad. mad. Yeah, I ain't, ain't even mad, mad at this one, which is odd. Yeah, so. it's good. Good deal. Uh, let's see, gr- Trades, uh, Wicked and Divine, Volume 5, Imperial Phase, takes the top slot. DC's Superhero Girls comes in at number two. Motor Crush Volume One. Good on you, Motor Crush. That's weird. That's surprising. Yeah. Uh, uh, Descender Volume Four goes at rank four. Body Deadpool Volume Two takes Side the pieces. fifth slot. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Uh, uh, rank six goes to Teen Titans Volume One. Damien knows best. Rank seven goes to. Harley Quinn, Volume 2, The Joker Loves Harley. Uh, Star Wars Doctor Aphra, Volume 1, takes rank 8. 80 After Death, hardcover. 
which is three issues, and it's selling for twenty five bucks. Dang. Oh man, that's a, well, it is a hardcover, I guess. Uh, it takes that's rank nine, and then uh, Kyle's beloved Nightwing volume two, back to Bloodhaven, back takes to the top, rounds out the top ten. So uh, a nice even split between uh, Marvel, DC, and Image. Well, yeah, not and, really. Yeah. Image, Image <laughs> kind of dominated that. Yeah, no doubt. Good stuff. All right, Drew. Anything else from the top ten, or anything else from Comic Con numbers in general? Well, one more thing. Oh, um, so I clicked the Mar- X already. You're on your own. That's all right. Uh, Marvel shipped 101 comics. DC Dang. shipped 84. Image 55. IDW 51. Um, uh, that's too many comics. Yeah, it's a bunch of books. In a month. Um, so uh, hey, nobody got time for that. Can't I'm read not, that many. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm not uh, a Marvel hater. Stop it. Don't, don't hear me as a Marvel hater. But, man, Marvel, cut 25 books Easy. Consolidate you your creators. Type. I mean, you got twenty five books right now under thirty thousand. That would be easy cuts. It's too many friggin' books and tertiary books. Stick to what's good yeah. and, and print better stuff, man. Hey, uh, maybe print one Avengers book, one X Men book. Um, I, I I hate to say it, but maybe not three or four Spider books. Right. And I, I, again, I'm not. I'm I'm enjoying more Marvel than I was before. I'm creeping back on that. So don't hear me as slinging more Marvel hate. But man, get rid of 25, 30 bucks. Seriously. Do us, do everybody yeah. a favor. Do your creators a favor. Do your readers a favor. And just be quality. DC, you could you could trim 10, 15 as well. I agree. I completely agree. Nightwing, get rid of that. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, we were having fun here. And then you did that. <laughs> Cross the line. I've crossed you re- you a line. You really did. Uh, I will sternly wait for your apology. Yeah. Myself and Dick here. <laughs> That's All enough right. for me on the top ten till the uh, till the concrete numbers come out. There we go. So let's head on down. Let's meander. Let's mosey. Let's find our way over to previewsworld.com. We'll click on new releases. We'll find our way to July 19th, 2017. And then, Drew, let's start where we always love to start. Let's start in Dark Horse. Who'd have thought Department H or Depth would make it to 16th issues, dear Matt Kent? Yeah. You've been reading that solidly? Nope, I think I quit <laughs> at 9 and said, huh, this was cool, but I've got too much to read. I didn't make it that far, so no, good on you. you. I was going to say, you did about 3. Yeah. I have been enjoying Aliens Dead Orbit. Uh, never nice. thought I would like an Aliens book, but I have enjoyed this one. It's been really good. Yeah. And uh, check that out. It's It's... It's really fun and uh, eerie, creepy. Uh, James Stokoe does a does a good job on it. There you go. Uh, Justin, we were click kicking through previews, and he uh, the the trade for that's already coming out, getting ready to come out, and he uh, pulled the trigger on that. Yeah, it, it looks it looks pretty good. Uh, do, 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 do. Anything else, sir? Uh-uh. All right, let's head on down see what DC has to offer. Of course, the big thing, Batman. We're here on Batman 27. Tom King, David Gianfelici. That one was for you, Bob. I think I got it right. The War of Jokes and Riddles, Part 3. The war has spread to every corner of Gotham City, and while Batman battles back, the forces of Joker and the Riddler 
An unlikely criminal becomes the pivotal key in potential resolution, but it could cost him everything. That is a awesome cover. Yeah. And uh, our cover B is also Tony awesome. S. Daniels. I also think awesome, awesome, but there are, I did not realize how many Tony S. Daniels haters there are out there till I got on the internet. Really? Yeah. Man, I, I thought his his detective run was pretty darn good. No doubt, I agree. Now I um, hopped back on Aquaman last issue. Oh yeah, uh, and they because they added an artist, Stepan Sage, and uh, to the to the creative team. And uh, dude, he was born to draw Aquaman. Yeah, he's great. He he took over my Rat Queens for a little bit. Does great covers for a lot of the. Uh... What is that I, thing? I, with- I've been sleeping on this guy. Oh yeah, he. I didn't realize the level of detail and skill and um, just high quality uh, craftsmanship of his art. But it was twenty five was a beautiful book. Yeah, he, he does so great I line am- work. A lot of stuff. His has a little bit of darkness to it. Makes it seem much uh, more adult. Uh, yeah, big fan of his. Yeah, uh, so I'm I'm back on Aquaman. Um, so as long as he's drawing it, I'm going to stick with it. And, uh, I'm excited about Aquaman for the first time in a long time. Who is that on the cover of the B? Uh, let's see. I'm looking at cover a, it might be dolphin, that character dolphin. Okay. Is that dolphin? That's pretty rad. Yep. Yeah. Her name (laughs) dolphin. Is this dolphin's first appearance? No, she's been around. So dolphin's been around. Okay. Just double checking. Not that long though. I don't think. Okay. Just curious if this is her first appearance and no. that was her cover. Just double. She was in twenty five, and I think she's been around way before that. Gotcha, gotcha. What are all these one dollar DC Essentials Rebirth number ones? It looks like we are repackaging the Rebirth books and only asking a dollar for them. Not too shabby. Did we feel pretty mixed on the there? Rebirth books, though? I mean, like I enjoyed like the first issue of the comic. But the rebirth some, number yeah. ones was less; they were less in, enjoyable. A overall. couple of them were nice setups for the certain books that tied into yeah. the Speed Force and the rebirth and what happened and the difference between the new Fifty Two. But a majority of them, it was just a hey. Um, I know we technically start next month, but we're kind of starting here. A lot of them were that. But do we know if this is a reprint of the rebirth number one or Correct. the? actual title number one that was part of rebirth no the rebirth number one not the actual title because i I can't remember i'm a well shoot batman number one is gotham one so that was i think the actual number one then and so it's not rebirth hold on okay i have this in front of me so okay that is issue legit one that is not rebirth one that is batman that is batman one from the rebirth yeah yeah. So these appear so to be So they're just using just... rebirth to sh- to connotate that this is not a new 52 number 1. Correct. Gotcha. So these are just simply uh, the first fun. book in the current series. Z- 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 z. Yeah. I own all those, but if you don't, um it might be fun to pick those up and see where we, where we started. And if you, um, if yeah. if you want the legitimate uh, cover A's and, and first prints, I I I'll sell them to you. Cuz I have uh, all mine have been signed by the creators, I think. Ah, so. very true. Harley Quinn, 24. Let's check out our boy Cho. Oh, that's gorgeous. I like it. 
Right. Now, did are you uh, a fan of uh, the Legion of Superheroes? Not necessarily. No, 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 people have been kind of clamoring for the for their return. Uh huh. And so they're doing a little crossover here. With a Michael Allred book that's Batman sixty six and Legion of Superheroes oh, yes, crossing yeah, okay, over, yeah, yeah. Um, people are kind of excited about that. I um, I'm not a big fan of Legion of Superheroes, but um, I'm and I'm not really a big fan of Batman sixty six. So this doesn't work for me, but um, might work for others. So who is the Legion of Superheroes for those of us who don't necessarily know? Uh, they're a group of superheroes. So we've got a, a legion, guy. A, a legion, if you will. And they're from the year <laughs> 3000. Uh-huh. So it's a futuristic uh, Justice League type thing. Which is probably the worst description in big actual Legion fans yeah, out there pulling their yeah, hair out going, thing, that's so that reductive. Yeah. Dude, holy cow. That Google it. Cool looking Nightwing B cover Casey Jones. Blood everywhere. Oh, that's pretty nice. Part four. Reprinting uh, the first trade for Scalped. What? Yeah, the first eleven issues of Scalped. So it's like a couple of trades. Yeah. Uh, that's because that's optioned, right? That's going to be something. Yes, it, it, they have created a pilot that is being shopped around. I've seen stills from said pilot. Take a look at the um, beautiful Dustin Nguyen uh, Super Sun 6 variant. Yep. I got it up um, right now. Got a little, little touch of Descender on there, but just really pretty watercolor cover. Glor- glorious. Okay. I, You know, Mar- or DC is putting out these independently orderable cover Bs, and a lot of them are selling through based on artists and being the things to you. We just talked and touched for just a small amount of time on the uh, art germ stuff for the Supergirl bees. Yeah. Do not be afraid to chase these and get them right away because a lot of them are drying up and they are not reprinting cover bees. And the Superman 27 uh, cover bee by Jorge Jimenez. Um, Really cool homage to, what, Battle Hymn of the Republic or... Looks like yeah, yeah, really sweet looking thing. I like that a lot. Yeah, sketch cover for Trinity Eleven. If anybody's still reading Trinity, Trinity's good, but I'm not in. I'm I'm, I'm done. I, I, dropped, I left yeah. it. It got weird. And they're um, an American Way sampler from. Uh, Vertigo. Okay. Uh, American Way came out not that long ago, right? Or is, or is it was it a uh, sequel to American Way that came out? Uh, if you're asking for my aunt, I don't know the answer to that, unfortunately. I don't either. I, don't either. I am still enjoying Wild Storm. Uh, that's, that's been fun. And they have three covers. Is that Ollie Masters? The third one? Jason Masters. I don't know him. Tons of good stuff in DC. No, the Wild Storm will skip shipping in August and return in September. So, DC 
selling, offering some sweet variant covers, but they're uh-huh. independently orderable. They're yep. not Chase. Yep. You don't have to order 25 or 50 of them to Except get Except our those. local comic book shop gets zero cover bees. Uh, yeah, they they suck. We've just we've established that. Sorry. Just... Uh, uh, yeah, let's just reiterate the fact that yes, they even though they're independently orderable, they don't get them. Yes. Um. But then, you know, then there's the the Marvel method of of one in twenty fives, one in fifties, one in 100, one, one in two thousands for in some cases, right? So there are tons of Marvel books that when people want those pretty variants and i don't blame them but somebody sits on those extra books that had to be ordered to get those mm-hmm. and they sit there on the shelves but we don't think that's the same case with dc because you just you want b you get b you yeah. don't have to you don't have to get another comic for the shelf another 20 comics for the shelf another 10 comics for the shelf mm-hmm. to get that so it's like truer sales almost, right? In my mind, yeah. In my mind, the the DC numbers, they sell 75,000 copies of something. I feel pretty good that they're selling 75,000 copies of that. Mm-hmm. Pretty close. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some stuff on the shelf, but nowhere near where, you know, when Peter Parker, se- if Peter Parker sells 150,000 copies, I don't really feel like, 150,000 copies are going to be in readers' hands. Maybe 50,000. Maybe 75. Mm -hmm. And that can't be good for long-term health of those titles. I mean, yeah, for the long-term readership health of those titles, no. But, I mean, if you continue to do a 1 in 50 on every single one, you'll continue to sell on every single one. Right. But if there really isn't any interest there in those titles, eventually there won't be enough interest to even sustain those titles because you can't just sell. I mean, if you, if the subject matter has no interest, then there, nobody will chase the variant, Mm -hmm. you know? So no matter how pretty a variant for Deathstroke is, the subject matter is not as exciting to people as Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. So, hmm, I don't know. Your don't logic know makes sense, but you know the market has but dictated. That it's still working. It works. Yeah. It's still working. So don't. Yeah, I can't poo-poo it too much because it still continues to work. Mm-hmm. I get it. All right. Down to your old buddies at IDW? Yeah, let's head on down to IDW and see if we can pull anything else from quite a few books releasing this week. Well, I am uh, wholeheartedly endorsing uh, Time and Vine number one by Tom Zoller, with art by Tom Zoller. It is his new book, his follow-up to Long Distance, uh, and, his, and before that he did Love and Capes. Um great storytelling really thick books a lot of meat on the bone does a lot with a with his stories very inventive very imaginative beautiful to look at 
Um, they're all going to eventually be made into movies because they're cinematic in the way they are composed. And he's a cool dude. <laughs> so, so you should support these. these but are, they're $5. Is, I understand. I understand. But they're um, extra pages, good stuff, and uh, uh, you know, a, a single creator doing it. And it comes out every other month. So you're not going to get these every month. Gotcha. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Alright, we got TMNT Universe, we got The Amazing Adventures of Robo-Animals, Clue Number 2, uh, we had some people enjoying Clue Number 1, seemed to do fairly well. I wasn't one of them. Not, a, like not a fan. Not, not a, a fan. fan. I did not like it. Swing I like the game. From Drew, there you go. Yeah. Mask. Uh, anything else from uh, our good friends at IDW? No. All right, let's head on down to Image Comics, where we have Bitch Planet Triple Feature number two. And this is where um, Kelly Sudakonic. Kel- yeah, she takes a break, doesn't, but but really doesn't take a break. So mm. still kind of keeps her name attached, but isn't really producing these herself and letting other people do it. So it's Man. kind of interesting way to continue a book and not actually be working that hard on it. I think. I'm interested in in how how that works out in the yeah. industry and how that's received. Because would you rather would you like to see instead of a three or four month hiatus between saga arcs, would you like to see Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona take a break and hand the reins over to somebody else to kind of tell a story about an ancillary character? No, and months. we've we've seen things like when our our good Wicked and Divine does guest yep. artists that it's didn't not work the same at all. Book and that it didn't, didn't work, work at all for us. We talked right. about things like Spider Man Deadpool when they do guest issues, right? Didn't work. Joe Kelly and Ed McGinnis, uh, they are not near the book, and we said take your time, do it right. But what about when somebody when they when a new creative team comes on to take on an annual? And they tell a little self-contained story, and it works. And I'm usually, within a six-issue arc, if one of those is guesting, I'm not always, like, I enjoyed Spread, where within a six-issue arc, the one issue is a feature on the origin of a character done by a secondary artist. That doesn't bother me. Gotta be the same writer. It, yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be the same writer, and it's the same world, and it's the same everything. But yeah, you're, you're, you're putting in a guest in a different perspective on a single issue within a six-issue arc. That's fine. When you're doing weird things, like in the case of Spider-Man Deadpool, where you're, you're putting in a, uh, an entire new team and just throwing something in there, it just didn't work at all. Yeah. Okay. okay. Man, these images of Tomorrow variants are just awful. Yeah, swing and a miss, but I mean, they can't. All twelve months can't be home runs. But does anybody understand what the theme was supposed to be? Okay, I take it back. I do love the "I Hate Fairy Land" one. I'm sorry, that, that one was one of my favorites. That was a good one. Uh, we've got Generation Gone number one by Aless Cott, uh, with art uh, and cover by Andre Aruhu. 
uh, America in 2020, three young hackers with nothing to lose, a secretive scientist with a plan, one final job. What happens when you're poor, angry, and get superpowers you never asked for? Skins plus unbreakable equals generation gone. Sort of. If you also include multiple trips to the sun, weird black goo, a breakup fight inside a nuclear factory, love, hate, anger, loss, and survive all generation gone, is for every kid struggling out there. It's about what it means to be young in the USA in 2017. Man, less would have been more on that. I mean... I'm less interested after the back end of that a bit. Yeah, like I, if he would, if we would have stopped or it said uh, before it said skins plus unbreakable equals generation gone. Yeah, or right there, I think I would have enjoyed it more than yeah. the, the continuing uh, exploration of what this book might be about. Yeah, because my 35 year old body doesn't care what it means to be a kid now. No, yeah, I don't care anymore. Um, but that I still think said, I'll... I'm going to read it. I'm interested. Um, I'm angry. It's five dollars. Yeah, should not. Yeah, should not be five dollars. Don't give us an out there premise and say, "Hey, trust my number one book and charge me five bucks for it." Yeah, give me a typical price. Let me dip in, uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah, you know what you could do, and I wouldn't hate you, is if you want to solicit issue one and two in the same month mm-hmm. and make them both two ninety nine. Yep. Uh. I think that's going to get my respect a lot more than one single four ninety nine book. Yep. And you're actually getting more money out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the I Hate Fairyland you just mentioned with the covers of Tomorrow. That's kind of cool. Um, Killed a Invin- Min. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Invincible 138. This is part six. There's six left after this before it ends. Mm-hmm. So, uh, don't hop on now. <laughs> if you, but don't don't forget. Don't forget it's almost over. Don't jump off for the last six. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it, I don't think you'll enjoy it. Kill the Minotaur number two and the second print of number one. Uh we've got somebody uh doing a Lazarus X. Plus 66, number one of six. Mm-hmm. In the wake of Call and setting the stage for Fracture, the sixth storyline of the critically acclaimed Lazarus, this series takes us into the year plus 66 with six separate stories. Casey Solomon has caught the eye of the Lazarus, but gaining the family's attention can be a much as much a curse as a blessing. Will dagger selection destroy Casey, or will survival mean something worse? What do you think? Um, I want to be in this world and continue to go. Uh, we're spinning our wheels with source books and this stuff a little bit. Um, I'm going to read it because I like this world and I like these characters, but I'd rather be current and and consistently rocking forward. Well, Michael Lark's going to do the cover for you. Mm-hmm. Greg Ruck is going to do part of the co-writing, and he's going to bring in an artist... Uh, Steve Lieber, not uh, too shabby. No, and you know that means. But he Rock should is... be doing the fix. I don't know how he has time to do this, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Well, I don't think the reason the fix is slow. I think it's because Nick Spencer's doing a million Marvel things. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but you know, Ruck is in there. He's writing good. St- I, I I trust it. I'm, I'm going to read it. I like. I still like it. It's great. I'd rather be main story, but I'm in. Yeah. Um, 
We have Moonstruck number one, uh, written by Grace Ellis, with art by the amazing Kate Leff, and art chores and cover also by Shay Bagel, uh, who is a Columbus art and design graduate. Oh, nice. Uh, a new ongoing series from Lumberjanes creator Grace Ellis, and a newcomer, Shay Bagel. That tells a story of monsters, romance, and magical hijinks. The first arc also includes an additional short story with artist Kate Leth. Fantasy creatures are living typical, unremarkable lives alongside humans, and barista Julie strives to be the most unremarkable of all. Normal job, normal almost girlfriend, normal werewolf transformations that happen when she gets upset. Yikes. But all bets are off when she and her centaur best friend Chet find themselves in the middle of a magical conspiracy. One of these less is more type situations. Are you thinking here? Uh, we'll... um, no, I I, I I like the idea of a, a centaur or friends with. I, I'm in. Really? I think. Do you? I mean, the thing I like the least about this is the cover. Cover's terrible. Yeah, horrible cover. Yeah. Uh, it's a super stylized uh, animation from I don't know what. What, what's it reminiscent of? What kind of animation is that? Cartoon Network? Yeah, I don't know. Not even that good, uh, really. I don't know. I, I don't even know if I want to sample it, really. I, yeah. I guess. I maybe. mean, Lumberjanes is solid, and Lumberjanes, when you read it, you say, wow, this is really well written. Just not for me. Just not for me. Yeah. This is from Image. Maybe it's a little darker, and maybe it's for me. Because well written is good. Yeah, true. True. Uh, regression is awesome. Good to see it on a third print. That's pretty cool. Our good boy, Cullen Bun. Uh, spread, trade. And Winnebago Graveyard, a four-issue series on number two. Number one selling through and going to a second print. Don't think it's the Dave Rubin from... YouTube that's doing the cover. Hmm. Anything else from Image? Uh-uh. Yeah, quite a bit of stuff out here. We, we didn't even really talk about Descender 22 or anything. Um, but very cool. Very cool. Okay. So let's head down to Marvel and see what Marvel has in store for us. Jen Bartlett on the cover of America number five. Oh, an Re- astonishing X Men number one. Yeah, a Charles Soule written book. <laughs> Come on, is there is there only seven people that can write Marvel books? Seriously, what what is going on? Is it if it's not Bendis or Soule, uh, who else even writes over there? I'm telling you, this is uh, spread the wealth a little bit, folks. No. Cut 25 to 30 books. But in Astonishing X-Men number one, (coughs) an ancient evil is attacking the world's most powerful minds. It will have them by the time you finish this sentence. Mm, And a moment later, it will have us all. A band of X-Men discovers the truth behind the threat, but there is no time left. Psylocke, old man Logan, 
Bishop, Archangel, Phantom X, Rogue, and Gambit will attempt to save a world that hates and fears them. Why? Because they are the X-Men. From blockbuster writer Charles Soule, and joined by a roster of superstar artists, beginning with Jim Chang, astonishing <laughs> Casey X-Men. Casey yeah, countdown right hard. now? It just gets crappier as I read it, is why I did that. It's five yeah. bucks, and... It's I'm not, not reading. I'm not reading this out of spite, and I'm not reading it out of spite. And I'm also going to stop reading Daredevil because I'm mad. So wait, they just got you back. Uh, I'm staying with Darth Vader for a couple more issues, okay. but he's got a short leash. <coughs> now that Letter Forty Four is over, yes. uh, my hatred for Charles Soul can now blossom into a fiery. Uh, Mahalo. <laughs> <laughs> That's a callback, folks. <laughs> and, and yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm getting mad. What about getting Star mad. Wars books? I don't know. I don't know about Star Wars books. I would rather he wasn't writing Star Wars Star Wars books. But I like Kieran Gillen writings. I agree. There's plenty of Star Wars to go around. It seems though. I might. Yeah. I. I mean, if if this. This Darth Vader's okay. It's, it, it's not. It's not bad. But if it gets bad, I'll dump it. It's, it's not going to be. Too. It's not going to be long enough to get bad. It's going to be good, and you're going to have to give him credit for that. I'm sorry. You if, you you can call out the bad, but if it's it's been really good, and you have to say it's that three issues, two three issues. Cool. So far, so good. So far, so good. Amazing Spider-Man review. Your vows number one, number nine by Jerry Conway and Ryan Stegman. Number with one. Art. Number nine. I'm number nine. And art by Ryan Stegman. MJ, MJ's regent tech suit has been acting up and sapping Spidey powers from Peter. So she went and got herself a biological upgrade. Something's, something black and white and terrible all over. With MJ bonded to the Venom symbiote, will she give in to the symbiote's villainous urges? It's a cool cover. It's a good story. It's a good yeah. book. Of the Spider-Man books I want to die, this is not one of them. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really good one. Um, it, it's right up there with Miles Morales for me. Yep. Uh, we got a we got a, a second issue of Peter Parker. Um, we've got a sixth issue of Secret Empire. I'm enjoying that, um, even though people are making you know making the jokes about the the Secret Empire. I think it's been pretty good so far. Man, um, people hate. See, I mean, as Secret Empire comes out. When they're over, people are just like, ah, oh, you friggin' Marvel. I think it's slowly killing its readership. Like, I think they're literally having embolisms when they read this book. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that Nick Spencer will get another event. No. Uh, uh, people are pretty, I I think the, the fanboys are really rising up against him. And I don't think he's going to come to another con ever, because people are mad. <laughs> I mean, something... I, I I think he's gonna put the toys back in the box by the end of it, but I don't think yeah. anyone is patient enough. Yeah. He needed that tenth issue to really tie a bow on it. Now Mighty Thor twenty one um <laughs> has some fun stuff with uh I think they're gonna continue last last issue's introduction of uh Volstag as as a Thor. Yep, yep, yep. Which was fun. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure when first appearance of Volstag was, but uh, that might be worth checking out. Whatever that issue might be, um, I'm sure it's affordable. 
but he, if he's going to be have a long run as a Thor, um, you, you know, it could go the way of the first appearance of Beta Ray Bill or something mm-hmm. like that, and uh, and fly up in price. So. The first appearance of Volstag as Volstag is Journey into Mystery One Nineteen from nineteen sixty five. Going to cost you a little bit. Yeah, probably not that much though. Oh. Go take me a moment. If you vamp, I'll find out. Well, uh, this Thor has been great. Of course, Jason Aaron. And if you like Thor, go read Avengers number nine by Mark Wade. It was a great uh, Jane Foster Thor issue where she was banished to this planet. Uh, that was under an, an evil god's control, and it was a, just a standalone Thor issue uh, in Avengers, and it was fantastic. Um, and so, if if you like the Jane Foster Thor and are like missing her because it was all Volstag over here, mm-hmm. check that out because uh, I didn't know that was happening, and I just kind of stumbled across it, and it was really a really good read. Gotcha. Um, you're finding, you know, it's it's an old book, so you're finding some some 5.0 grade stuff for 40, 50 bucks. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's that's still attainable. A 6.0 encapsulated for 36 bucks. So yeah, Volstag is not tough to get. That's not bad. Uh, uh-uh. it, it, it's a slab for 36 dollars. Yeah, it's it sold. Yeah, it was a completed listing for a 6.0 uh, slab for 36 dollars. I think that's worth a flyer. No doubt. Something around that. Yep. Something under a sub fifty book for a first appearance of the current person wielding the hammer. Yep, makes yep, sense. Yep. That person made a great call on picking that up. Yeah, that was a uh, was a good move on their part. Yeah. The final Darth Maul five by Cullen Button. Thank goodness. I love Darth Maul. I'm gonna miss Hopefully Poe Dameron been. goes that same direction. Right. Thin those out. Way too many Star Wars books. <coughs> How dare you? Well, we're making uh, bold, bold claims. I'm taking no. hot takes. This is hot. Bold, this is no, hot bold, takes today. Boldly, boldly go. That, that's that's Star Trek, not Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Do we care about that? No, of course not. Okay, Peter David. Sorry. U.S. Avengers with its Secret Empire tie-in. Nope. Okay. Um, X Men Gold with its Secret Empire Diane, and I think uh, we've officially changed our creative teams and everything. Ms. Marvel hits twenty. Ooh. Uh, Royals hits number five. Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe's second issue, or sorry, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe again's second issue. Yeah. Anything else in Marvel? Nah. Let's head on down to the back half and look at our Aftershock comics. Let's look at our Lion Forge, our Oni Press, our Booms. Yeah, I don't know, man. Why Why is Betty Page getting a comic with 25 covers? I don't know, but I almost pulled the trigger on like the, the slightly naughty one on that one just because it, it, it felt like it, you know, I don't know. It just felt like something that there's a lot of Betty Page people out there. Really? 
How yeah. old would they have to be? They'd have to be 75 years very old. Very old, very old. I don't know why. How many of those folks could there be? 14. There's 14 of them. <laughs> Which cover were you going to get? The black and white? Yeah, I think so. Or the color. They're all kind of naughty, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they all look like to me. Yeah. Yeah, pass. It'll be it'll be twenty five dollars next week. Yeah, because that's how I roll. Uh, let's see, courier is that the vault? Is that the vault group? Courier? Uh, no, that's a uh, Zenoscope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot about that Ralph Tedesco book. Catalyst Prime. Didn't we talk about that being something already? I don't know. Okay, I've got to talk about Catalyst Prime suburb number one from Lion Forge. Teenager Kayla Tate is forced to move back to her hometown of Youngstown, Ohio. An event, quote-unquote, designed level... a an, an event designated level five impact zone. Not easy to say. Compared uh-uh. to her new life, returning to Youngstown is a step backwards. She had a strained relationship with her childhood friend Jonah Watkins. School is a nightmare, and everybody is talking about the mysterious superhero and internet sensation Cosmosis and his nighttime battles against the supposedly. Interesting. All right, I, no interest. None no. Sorry, I read that. I thought it was something. Turns out it's just nothing. Um, Miraculous Adventures Ladybug Cat Noir number one from Action Lab. Uh, Miraculous uh, is the previous volume of this, and it is uh, an animated series. And so they and they make they they were making the comic based on stills of the animated series and then re-dialoguing it and stuff. And it, it was really, you know, top-notch CGI mm-hmm. animation. So the it was it was really pretty. This is not. This is... <laughs> this, I'm not saying it's going to be... It's not going to be really pretty. It is not based on the animation. It is not pulled from the animation. So it is just a regularly rendered comic, um, but telling different stories than what were in the uh, animation. So I, I've yet to see the actual animation itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I did read some of the Miraculous comics, and I thought they had an interesting um, voice, but also uh, very anime-like. So odd powers, weird, weird dialogue way of for people way of speaking robotechy you uh-huh. know if you recall, gotcha, if you gotcha. recall the old robotech days it, you know but there there was a i could see why people would dig it um not my thing exactly but uh might be out there for somebody and there's four covers there you go there's a lot of scuttlebutt on jimmy's bastards number one from aftershock uh jimmy's bastards number two coming out this week uh pick it up uh normandy gold uh, the first issue from Titan Comics was really good. Uh, so I'm excited about this second issue from Titan Comics. And, of course, this is the Hard Case Crime imprint uh, that I've loved everything they've put out. So um, this continues to have that same uh, crime noir feel of, like, like 70s uh, 
caper movies. Uh, really good. Pestilence number three from Aftershock by Frank Thierry. Uh, continues to do really cool covers and interesting. I read the first one, didn't read the second one, so I gotta catch up. Yeah, what was that? What was by Frank Thierry? Uh, it, Pestilence. Pestilence. Pestilence I, number I never, I never got to read that yet. Uh, yeah. that, is that a good one? Yeah, the first one was, like I said, I did not read issue two, but issue one was good. Okay. I'm not seeing anything else. Yeah. Yeah, I got nothing else. Uh, so, Drew, this is where I'm going to ask you your pick of the week. What's the book to grab while you're in your LCS? Pick up, throw in that short box, and hope to pay off your college tuition one day. Uh, I want to go with my uh, heart a little bit over my head and go with Time and Vine number 1 by Tom Zoller. Oh I think this is going to be the magic formula that captures the imagination, that gets the... Uh, movie option, TV rights, something like that, that makes this a hot book. Um, and com- that combined with being a great read, uh, that's the one. Uh, Generation Gone might be something kind of cool. That would, that would be my number two. Yeah, so go ahead and pick it up. Grab that cover, eh? And hold it close to your heart, because it might be something. But not a ton. A lot of great reads, but spec is mild this week. Hey, pick and choose uh, variant covers of some of those DC books. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Yeah, exactly. Go snag those up. Two ninety nine, independently orderable, you know. Easy peasy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some good stuff. Grab a couple other things while you're out there, but those are the big spec ones that we're talking about. Um, but we want to thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. Thank you for tagging into our sneak peek at next week. And thank you again for helping us reach 50 iTunes reviews. <coughs> we'll always take more, but we thank you for those 50. Hey, if you die, do we still have to do the previews thing? I think you guess. You just roll my corpse on top of uh, a <laughs> microphone and, and do the best you can. And just say, Kyle wants you to order Nightwing. Uh, <laughs> that is true. That would be easy. <laughs> yeah, 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 can't beat it. Um, so, of course, uh, Comics Fun Profit on Twitter. We have Comics for Fun and Profit on Facebook. We have a Gmail account. Feel free to drop us a line. Uh, be part of the conversation. Uh, what are we missing this week? Uh, what are we too high on and dumb about? Um, feel free to drop us a line and be part of what we do here and tell us if we're wrong. Oh, Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man number two. Snag that up. The second Zdarsky. Duh. <coughs> I missed that in this log of all the different Spider-Man stuff. Gonna be under ordered. Pick it up. Um, really? You think? Yeah, I think we got a lot up from the number one. It was a big thing, and I think two is gonna be short run. Okay. So, so yeah, grab that one. Um, but yeah, drop us a line. Thank you for listening. For Drew and myself, see ya. <laughs>